Welcome to Chapter 66 of the Kinsman Die podcast, home of fantasy fiction based on Norse mythology that's written and read by me, Matt Bishop. In this podcast, I read my first novel, Kinsman Die, one chapter at a time. And with each episode, when it makes sense, I provide some commentary about the source materials I've referenced in the text. This week, we're back with Vathrudnir. The last time we were with him, Vathrudnir had a front row seat to Thor's destruction of a Jotun town, which is Odin's promised retribution for the Jotun-destroying halls. Let's rejoin him now. Chapter 66, Vathrudnir Vathrudnir threw back the flap of Beli's tent and interrupted the Hersir's war council. Hersir, we need to move. Thor's just destroyed Ockerton. We must help the villagers who survived. I've already informed Jotunheim, but it will take them several nights to respond. We're much closer. Belly put down the knife he'd been pointing at the map with. Everyone, please give us a few moments to speak alone. When everyone had left, Belly stepped around the table and, with his hands, said, We can't aid them, Vathrunir. We've been ordered to the northern doorway. Vathrunir laughed. I, I wasn't clear enough. I don't mean a Thor burned the town or knocked some houses down. He broke the mountain. It buried the town. It's all gone. Belly's eyes widened. He'd never done anything close to that. I saw it myself. A handful of strikes with his hammer. Melliner burned like one of Muspel's sparks when he was done, but he did it. Belly leaned against the table. His fingers danced in the Jotun hand language. We still can't go help them, Vaft. A message came from the Skrymir this morning. The shaman watching the northern doorway reported that a small Asir warband has stepped through and is marching away from it. So the Skrymir's turned us around and needs us to double our pace. I was just asking the new shamans to spin a snowship for us. So, Vidar made it through? Vathrunir replied with his hands. That's my understanding, yes, Belly said. Not many in his warband, but... But indeed... He'd watched Yig's son succumb to his fulgia, and then slaughter two Jotun warbands. With him and Beli opposing Vidar, though, they stood a good chance of sweeping this Odin son from the Toffel board. Beli continued. So far, Vidar has only walked through a mine and stepped through the doorway. But this march outward he's embarked on could complicate things. He found the doorway, Vatsrudnir corrected. That's problematic enough. Belly waved it away. We expected that. But not before the assault on Godsheim. Amma's destruction of Halls had betrayed one of their greatest secrets. But there was more at risk than just the doorways. If Vidar should reach the frozen lake near the doorway, then the Jotun's second secret would be exposed. Which way does Vidar march? Toward the lake. Vathrudnir swore and struck the table. The marker stones jumped and clattered. He and the Skrymir had spent more than two hundred winters planning all of what was now happening. Maybe it had been foolish to continue the work knowing that Vidar would find the doorway, but the work couldn't be stopped. Not now. And not until everything they'd sunk into that lake was reclaimed. But just because Odin's son saw the work didn't mean he would understand it or be allowed to report on it. The villagers would have to fend for themselves after all. Show me to the new shamans in my adept. 
I will help spin the ships. Well, folks, that was chapter 66 of Kinsman Die. I hope you enjoyed it. Another short chapter with not much going on there mythwise. But we do get a little more backstory on Vathrudnir and how long he and the Skrymir have been planning this attack on Glodsheim. Voft is also concerned that Vidar will reach the frozen lake. As readers, we last saw a frozen lake referenced back in two of Loki's chapters, 42 and 47. Voft reveals here that the work undertaken at the frozen lake represents a second major secret held by the Jotun. If you recall, back in Loki's chapters, the Jotun were hauling comatose bodies out of the frozen lake, and then, in the bowels of the secret cavern that the Scribemere took him to, there were many campfires scattered along its base. And the Scribemere said that there were many such caverns scattered across Utgard. The Scribemere also alluded to needing supplies, which would make sense if he's pulling lots of Jotun out of those lakes. Next week, we're back with Frigg. Until then, if you have the time and inclination, please rate or review the podcast. That helps boost the show's visibility, as does sharing it. As always, I'm going to read from both the Bellows and Larrington translations of the Havamal, the sayings of the High One. Bellows, verse 66. Too early to many a meeting I came, and some too late have I sought. The beer was all drunk, or not yet brewed. Little the loathed man finds. Larrington, verse 66. Much too early I've come to many places, but sometimes too late. The ale was all drunk, or sometimes it wasn't yet brewed. The unpopular man seldom hits on the right moment. So for me, I don't really understand how being either too early or too late will make someone loathed or unpopular. Kodratov explains it this way, which I've paraphrased slightly for brevity. A guest who always arrives too early or too late will be bothersome to their host because they do not fit the host's behavior. Because of this, the early or late person will never get into a harmonious relationship with their host. Put another way, being loathed or unpopular is the consequence of the guest's behavior. Perhaps it is best to be a wizard, for as Tolkien writes, they are never late or early. They always arrive exactly when they mean to. Thanks for listening.